All right. Are we live? Are we live? We're live. Sounds like we're live. Live okay. and in the flesh. In the flesh! All right, let's do this. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. Hello, Jojo. Hello, Graham. How are you doing? Jojo, we're doing fine. We're doing okay. Uh, and today is after the Oscars shenanigans. <laughs> Especially Hopefully because... nobody walks up and punches either one of us. So, you know, <laughs> we're not trying to get punched in. What? Slapped. Slapped. Which, slapped. Which, yeah, yeah. We're not trying to get slapped in the face or whatever. So let's, let's not try to get ourselves in trouble here. Jojo, uh, let me ask you this before we get straight into business mm -hmm. what did you watch this week Georgia? i watched a fantastic movie that has been on my watch list for i think four years now it's called sorry to bother you and it was written by boots riley and i think it was one of my favorite things I've, i've watched in a really long time uh, i highly recommend it it's a fantastic movie fantastic premise fantastic cast we've got lakeith stanfield tessa thompson Stephen Young, Army Hammer is in it playing, I think he's playing himself. <laughs> Army Hammer is playing Army Hammer? <laughs> I think Army Hammer is playing Army Hammer because he's, he's playing a very bad dude. And it's, it's, it, it's a fantastic movie. I, I really loved everything about it. So uh, if it's not on your watch list, throw it on there. It's, it's worth every second of it. Where did you find this one, Jojo? Let's see. It is on Netflix. On Netflix. Sorry to bother you. I think I've come across this movie. And yeah. my co-worker Nicole and I, we have this running joke at work. Sorry to bother you. Because there was a patient that used to come in. And he always had a thousand questions, but he always prefaced it with, sorry to bother you. I'm <laughs> not trying to be difficult. It was always, sorry to bother you. I'm not trying to be difficult. Then he would ask questions after questions after question after question. And then when he sensed that you were getting a bit impatient, he would like, sorry to bother you. <laughs> so this reminds me that the title of this movie reminds me of this patient. And it's still a joke between the two of us, between Nicole and I, because every now and then I'll say to Nicole, well, sorry to bother you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yes. it's 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 a great movie and uh, a, a great use of the catchphrase. Sorry to bother you. So so yeah, if you watch that, you'll you'll have a, an, even another thing to laugh about when you when you say it to Nicole. <laughs> great. That's what we're gonna go with. So this week, I this weekend, I actually binge watched the second season of Top Boy, one of our favorite shows. And we had, it's been a long time coming because I, when I looked at when we had an episode talking about Top Boy, that was back in 2019, uh, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's been a really long time. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be our episode uh, two, uh, 
episode 100 and, 118 or 119 in that in in the episode about top boy season 1 was i believe it was episode 36 or 37 okay it, it, it was a long time and there was a time where i didn't think it was coming back yeah uh, but but here it is and whoa whoa jojo not not disappointed at all not yeah. disappointed at all yeah when you when you texted me i i, I actually I, I started it up and i haven't completely finished the whole series yet but yes you're completely right and i have a feeling you're going to talk about it so i didn't want to steal your thunder <laughs> oh man no 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 i mean I, I wish you had already finished it so we could talk about it more but the fact of the matter is it it's a story that you have to immerse yourself in it you know in in remember what happened before but you have to really have a good memory of what happened before because otherwise not only because it's been such a long time but also because the story it's on its second season now but in reality this is top boy season four <laughs> that's 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 what folks uh, if, if you're new to top boy you have to understand that in order for you to catch up with everything that's going on, you have to watch Top Boy Summer House, which was two seasons, and then the show had gotten cancelled, and then a group of investors, including Aubrey Drake Graham, picked it up and decided to bring it back through Netflix. And, and so now it's a new iteration of Top Boy, and it's Top Boy Season 2, but in reality, it should be Top Boy Season 4. So, And all of it is, is available on Netflix. That's the, the catch here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jojo, so we, we were heavy on Netflix this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go about our business. Today we are talking about the Academy Awards, which took place last night. A bit late for the Academy Awards, wasn't it, Jojo? Yes. Yes, it was. And, so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was typically, the Academy Award is typically, you know, I think the, the week after Super Bowl. Or, that, or that's no, what I no remember, remember too. That, yeah, right? yeah, that's what I remember too. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know what happened this year. So end of March, they were trying to do it live, which they did. And at some point, I guess maybe we should have Zoomed this one. <laughs> what do you think overall? I, I slapping in in things aside, what did you think of the whole spectacle overall? Honestly, I I I didn't think it was a very good show. I think there were some really great winners. There was definitely history made and some really good things happened, but I think the show itself kind of overshadowed all that. I I felt like the pre-recorded bits of the the Oscar winners that they decided not to televise for whatever reason and then decided to go ahead and televise them anyway, but pre-recorded and edited yeah. was bizarre and kind of yes. broke broke down the, the rhythm of what was going on. I didn't really care for the hosts. I mean, they had they had like one funny bit, but we saw them so little. I, I it was like, what was the point of them? Yes. yes. And yeah, so I, I I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of a, a shit show. And then there was the whole thing about the music, too. I mean, there was some insensitive choices made with some of the walkout musics 
music for presenters so yeah. it was just kind of like i i i'm i'm kind of feel like this is a shit show <laughs> yeah it, it it almost felt like all of a sudden they forgot how to do this like you know yeah. they haven't they haven't done a live show in i don't know two years and all of a sudden oh we don't we don't remember how to do this so we're going to just throw things out and and it felt almost improvised or like like there was a sense of flailing <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but they said something that I thought was like the perfect encapsulation of what was going on. They said, this is the best high school production of the Oscar awards I've ever seen. That is <laughs> that is a great, great way to summarize because it was it was really terrible. It felt in, amateur. In terms of the hosts, again, I think that's exactly right. They had three very funny women there, yeah. but then you there was so much packed into the whole thing that you didn't see a lot of them, right? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, by and large, Wanda Sachs is one of the funniest women to ever live. <laughs> you yeah, know? she is. She is. Agreed. Yeah. And, and Amy Schumer and... Regina Hall is also mad funny, you know. So I wanted to see more of them. I wanted to see more shenanigans. I wanted to see a bit more of all of that. I yeah. agree with the with you in the whole let's pre-edit and just encrust some of these winners here. It felt non-sincere, I, I want to say. I agree with that. Yes. Yes. It was like, no, if you, <laughs> I think it was a compromise on their part because people were so uh, vocally and to me, rightfully so upset yeah. that people weren't going to get their screen time for, for winning an Oscar when they're just as important as anybody else. But I'm like, this is a stupid compromise. Like you should have just done it. Just let them just, just do it the way you've always done it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and if the show is going to last four hours anyway, right? Like, right, right. I mean, come on. Right, because they were like, oh, we're doing this to cut time. And it was like, well, it, I think it was longer than it ever has been before. So what the hell? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Any time. And, and the other thing is that, I don't know, but I, I still think we could do without the musical numbers. We could, like, let's talk about the opening number. You know, I love Miss on Beyonce and shit, but that lasted about eight minutes. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And the, so I thought it was fantastic and and where and, and on all that, but at the same time, I feel like that kind of thing needs to be like in the studio and live. And I know that the vision they had for it, it couldn't be, but like that thing is supposed to like pump up the audience and get them into what's going on and everything. Yes. And, and yes. like the audience there, the way they feel about what's going on, the, the live audience, you know, the folks who are right there, the way they feel about what's going on, I think kind of like sets the whole tone for us as the, the viewers at home. So I think, it, I mean, it helps with that. So I think not having it, live was just kind of like eh, whatever you know i'm gonna go to the bathroom <laughs> yes i yeah. completely agree uh, and f throughout the entire night there was this in in the live audience it felt like we don't know how to feel about this type of situation it, it was like should we like what do we do here what are we doing here what's going on <laughs> you know 
I I agree. I mean, I I felt that everybody was after the incident, and even before the incident, but after the incident, definitely, I think everybody was just like, I don't, I don't know whether to smile, clap, laugh, yeah. cry. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Honestly, I think at that point. <laughs> Unless I was nominated, if I was there, I'd been like, you know what? I'm just going home. Just gonna go ahead and go home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going home because I don't want a camera catching my face at the wrong time doing something weird or whatever. I'm and just... then all of a sudden you become a meme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like no, no. I'm I'm. Thank you, but I'm I'm going home. And so let, let's talk about the elephant in the room here, which is of course the incident, as you called it. You know, uh, Will Smith slapping <laughs> Chris Rock in the face in front of a live audience and, and in front of millions of people watching at home. It's important to remember that the Oscars are not only broadcast in the United States. Uh, so, so there are feeds all over the world. And I know that the one audience that is taken into account in terms of, of uh, ratings is the audience in the United States. But truly, there are people who have made a tradition of watching the Oscar wherever they are. Yeah. And so, yes, when things happen here in Los Angeles uh, or whatever, it's been viewed around the world. For instance, what what is it, George? You've been, been in TV, uh, uh, in the TV world. It's like an eight-second uh, delay. Yes, yeah, it depends on what kind of an event it is, but the Oscars, they put a, a really long delay on yeah. it, but I, I think it's about, I think it's seven seconds actually for the Oscars, but they don't do that overseas. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So as thing. much, as much as, as, as here, they avoided for you to hear the entire altercation and to, to actually have a feeling of what was going on. Cause I was confused. Yeah. I was confused because, like, even Trevor Noah tweeted, what the actual fuck? So that wasn't scripted? <laughs> you know? But the Japanese feed, actually, is what's making the rounds online, and you can see the entire thing, and it is literally some of the cringiest shit I've seen in my life. Agreed. And so we are going to talk about this because I feel like, as usual, in this country, because we are, in terms of philosophically, <laughs> so divided, uh, there is this sense that there's a Tim Will and a, a Tim Chris Rock. And I personally think that if that's the way you want to see it, then you are oversimplifying this. Agreed. The fact of the matter is, the joke that... Chris Rock made about Jada was in poor taste. It was a terrible joke. It and was. To be honest with you, I think it was Jenna Feldman, who is a comedy writer, who said, there's a chance that it might not have been, that Chris Rock didn't even write this joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, he might have just been the mouthpiece for it. Right. And so, but at the end of the day, he chose to read it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Comedy or not, we have to stop making fun of people's illnesses, disabilities, and, and struggles, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's when it goes from comedy to bullying. Yes, yes. Simple as that. 
Yes. We have to stop that. We have to stop that. And frankly, at the same time, I want to say, I'd like to see people react as fiercely for this alopecia joke as when anybody else makes fun of people with mental illness, of people with drug addiction, because for for many, many, many years, the butt of the joke, Whitney Houston was the butt of the joke yeah. uh, in terms of her drug addiction. Whitney and Bobby, Bobby and Whitney, Whitney and Bobby. And, and black comedians did it, white comedians did it. So how would, would we have felt if if Bobby got up and fucking stabbed some nigga for, for making fun of Whitney? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, this This is what we're talking about here. It was a terrible joke. Let's let's agree on that one because two absolutely. things can be true, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Two things can be true. But my great niece, Merlin, said in her comments on, on, on my thread on Facebook, she said, yeah, I mean, we understand the whole I'm defending my wife thing. But that was neither the place nor the time. And the aggression. Yeah. Because we are grown people. We are grown folks. We are civilized people. You cannot, you, uh, uh, here's the thing. Depending on how, whether or not Will had reacted in another way, there is a chance that today, today on Twitter, in, in every social media, Chris Rock would have been canceled. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're completely yeah. right. I mean, Chris Rock could have been canceled today. Like, there's a chance that Chris Rock would have got to gone gone away for a long time <laughs> and never show his face until people started to forget about it. Yeah, that's one possibility. Depending yeah. on how Will would have could have reacted, there's yes. another thing. Or did Or didn't? Right? Yeah. But there's another thing too. And John, my friend, said this. This is a joke that by this morning would have been completely forgotten. Yes. Because here's the crazy thing. Until the reaction, until, like, I didn't know what the whole G.I. Jane reference was about. See, that's another thing that makes me think, and it's sort of immaterial, but I don't think Chris Rock wrote it because it's such a dated reference. Yeah. It's it's incredibly dated. Like that movie was like thirty years old. <laughs> no idea what that was all about. Like seriously, I didn't know it had anything to do with Jada's bald head. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. So and and it was. I don't even think people were really even laughing at it. I don't think anybody had really laughed at any of his jokes. It was a terrible joke, it and people terrible... are not sure enough. To know yeah. when a joke is not resonating and like, oh, let's fl fly over, over our heads, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But then, you know, to walk up, and that's quite a distance, to walk up to a man on TV and not punch him. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this because... I don't know, like, there might be a, a, a cultural thing here going on, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a proud Haitian. You can ask any person in the Caribbean or from Africa the significance of slapping a person in the face. Yeah. 
slapping a person like open open like i've seen slap competitions and i'm like i'm not even going to watch this one of the most insulting things ever to anyone of african descent is a slap because a slap you punch me in the face you're fighting me mm-hmm. when you smack me in the face when you smack me in the face that means dominance that means you don't expect me you don't consider me a man enough to even come back at you yeah you're not even giving me the respect of here let fight me here here let me show you these hands and let, let let's have a knuckle sandwich no <laughs> <laughs> this is what i'm saying yeah. you know and and I, i'm telling you you know to walk up there were there was enough distance from where will was sitting to the point where he got to chris rock where we could have he could have backed up mm-hmm. and said you know what let's not do this yeah. but again this whole thing could have been different and yeah. it could have it could have turned in 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 will's favor in jada's favor because once the twitter mob if they got wind of what happened here and how embarrassing the whole thing was to jada especially yeah. knowing that she is struggling with alopecia yeah they would have done the job and another last thing i'm going to say about this if you are taking the angle of an african american man defending a black woman you know you oversimplifying this and you guys know that i hate black respectability the whole idea of don't do certain things because you don't want white people thinking a certain way about you i fucking hate that i'm not for that if you're an asshole in front of black people being asshole in front of white people no matter what do do you like fuck it right because right. you you're not going to portray being a perfect person because of what anybody of other race can think about you fuck that i'm not for that but at the same time at the same time though it is a question of can we resolve any issue without resorting to violence because patrick phillips who who is a guy whose opinion i respect a lot even the most in 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 some cases we don't agree some some cases i don't agree with patrick take on things but patrick is a guy that i i respect his opinions and this morning he made an absolutely brilliant point about how this moment when it's not about two rich black men it turns dead it turns deadly the idea that because of an insult things go from 0 to 60 in less than <laughs> in a matter of seconds young black men die on a daily basis because of moments like this and that shit has to stop yeah there's a moment where one has to think sticks and stones you say words fuck it okay whatever dude 
<laughs> like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Now come at me and we're probably going to have an issue. Come at my wife and we're probably going to have an issue. But because you said shit, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's ignorance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, my thing with it too is, you know, like, I'm not saying it's right. And Chris Rock's joke was terrible, but he's a comedian. And the whole point of the Oscars, I feel like, is for people to get insulted. I'm not saying that his was a good joke or anything at all. I'm quite the reverse. But I mean, you know, Ricky Gervais is going to insult everybody, yep. you know, if, if, that's that's his shtick and he's he's gonna pull no punches and i just i think that there is a, a time to go okay what context am i in what context is this being said to my wife and also you know like okay this is what was is gonna happen like this is the oscars this is the stupid crap they do and I'm going to consider the source, which is some of the greatest advice my father ever gave me, and be yes. like, this is not worth what I really want to do. This isn't worth it. It's it, This is below me. It's below my wife. And afterwards, we can say something about how hurtful that was and terrible it was. And as you said, get Chris Rock canceled. But what, by doing what he did, he just successfully divided everyone yes. yes and and that's just it's just a shame it's a shame because it it could have been a point of real discourse for people suffering from alopecia and yes. uh, instead it turned into a, a slap fest and that's just that's a shame and yeah. um my theory on it is that maury povich since they canceled the show that that uh particular and demon energy had had nowhere to go so that night it just you know, decided I'm going to pick Will Smith. To <laughs> That's a very plausible one too. <laughs> very plausible theory. I like it. I like it. Um, I think also, just to make a last point about this, is I wonder. I wonder if Will would have felt empowered enough to walk up to Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle. And slap them I slap wonder them. that too. Like I was thinking, like, what if Dave Chappelle had said that? Right. Like, would he have walked up and slapped Dave Chappelle? Yes. And if he did walk up and slap Dave Chappelle, I don't know that he would have handled it the way Chris Rock did. There you go. That's I, really, that's... I just don't. I I think it would have. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I. I'm not saying that's either good nor bad. I'm just saying there would have, I, in my opinion, there would have been a different reaction. And that's exactly what, that's exactly the, that's exactly what I've been thinking this entire time, right? Yeah. Because I think Will knew that Chris is a pushover who has made no secret about being bullied in, in an old white school his entire childhood and probably yeah. don't know how to fight or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, Dave Chappelle, is a decent nigga, man. <laughs> Shit's gonna go differently, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I told my husband last night. I was like, if that had been Dave Chappelle, I think Dave Chappelle would have known 
the instant Will Smith got up and might have beat him to the punch. Yeah. So I, I just, I just, yeah. I, I also feel bad for Questlove. Yes. <laughs> because I've really been following the story of this movie and him making this movie because it's just fascinating to me how in love he was with the filmmaking of this. Yeah. And I felt terrible for him that he had to follow that because he deserved his shining moment without yes. any of it being tainted. Yes. And it just, it just, it, it irked me because I was like, Questlove deserves his time yes. to not be rattled or shook up or have yeah. anybody else not paying attention to what he's saying. And it was just very disrespectful to him. And Chris, Chris is a very eloquent dude, and you could see that he was perturbed. Yes. The emotions that overwhelmed him overwhelmed him. I'm not I'm not being presumptuous enough to say that I know I know for a fact that's what it was. But I know that Quest knew that he was in the running and that there was a chance that he would have won it. Yeah. And the loss for wordness that he exhibited last night, I I feel like it was part of it is because he was affected by all of this negative energy that had overtaken the hall. And I, I, I agree. I mean, there's no way it helped. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way it helped. I mean, you can't say for sure that it affected, but there's absolutely no way that it, it helped him at all. And, and it's just... It, 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 I just in his in his speech apology, whatever that was, he should have apologized to Questlove too. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I for me, I I understood Will's arrogance in that speech more than anything else because I believe he led the speech by saying, "I have been." called upon by God to protect my family, protect something, something, protect my people. Yeah. Be a river to my people or some shit. A river of love. A, a, cond a vessel of love? A vessel. <laughs> I, th I think the word vessel was used. And, and I was like, okay, whatever, man. No, seriously, whatever. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm done. And I know, like, Part of the narrative today has been, oh, if you claim to have lost all respect for Will Smith uh, last night, Will Smith doesn't even know you exist, so it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. Yeah. I know that. But yeah, still, yeah, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. And there was, everything that I don't like was manifested there and... And and I feel I feel I feel horrible about it, even though I can recognize because again, two things can be true. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you on that. I it was a terrible, insensitive, stupid joke. And you could say that he deserved to be slapped, but that was not the time, that was not the place, that was not the venue for that to happen. Exactly. And I I know that a lot of people loved Will Smith's uh, exception, acceptance speech, but I, I felt it was very manipulative. Yeah. I felt it was very, as you said, arrogant. 
the whole love makes you do crazy things. That's yeah. like red flag in a relationship 101. <laughs> That's like on the first page. If if he says love makes me do crazy things, girl, pack your bags, get the yes. fuck out. Because this dude is nuts. And he's gonna he's gonna blame everything he does to you yeah. on his love for you. It's because I love you too much. It's because I I just I love you so much that I have to beat the shit out of you because yep. I just can't stand to see anything happen to you that might make me feel bad. So I I know a lot of people felt that he like saved his career or his or whatever with that speech to me. It made me feel worse. About oh, there was nothing in that speech that was redeeming to me. I, I I didn't find anything either. But when when he's crying and everything like that, people are like, "Oh, he's so emotional," and you know, he really saved the evening with that speech. And I was like, "Not to me." He, he did. Didn't. Not to me. He didn't. God. I, I I don't know what speech you guys heard or what <laughs> lens you watched it through or heard it through, but I it it. To me, it made it worse no. because, for one, he didn't say, okay, this is a thing of, of for me. To me, if you say, I apologize instead of I'm sorry, that's just a really formal way of getting out of trouble. Yep. And he could have said, I apologize to the Academy. I'm sorry for my actions. To me, that would show a genuine. Yes repentance yes but if you're just i apologize i apologize it's like you you never actually said you were sorry and yeah. to me that's that's a very important distinction yep and i know i'm probably weird for that but i words are important to me so <laughs> whenever i've heard somebody say i apologize without ever saying i'm very sorry i am sorry for what i did to me, that I'm like, I hear just trying to get out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a way you can detect it. You're right, Jojo, because like I always feel there's a bit of bullshit with I I I apologize if I offended anyone. Oh yeah, if that's a non apology. Absolutely. Like if there's a need for you to apologize, it's because someone or or a group of people got offended. The notion that if if is is already creating a sense of, I doubt anybody you yeah. felt bad about it, but like if you did, then my bad. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, if if I offended you, there's clearly a problem with you, <laughs> not me. So I apologize for that problem with you. Exactly, exactly. You're absolutely right. But I think Will Smith has taken enough of our time, and uh, <laughs> uh, what we've said needed to be said again we we don't care this is not about will smith you're like oh will smith doesn't care we don't care either yeah no <laughs> no it's to, to me it says more about us you me as people ourselves than it does about will smith i know he doesn't care i don't care that he doesn't care but what matters to me is Am I upholding my integrity in how I feel about this person, or is the fact that he is a rich actor influencing my feelings towards him? And if it is, then I really need to examine those parts of my personality to see what I need to do to correct course. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, Jojo, we move to the Oscars, uh, the winners, and based on our predictions, because 
like I said, we, we, we said back then that we would come back here <laughs> and see how wrong we were. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got like two right. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So let's figure this one out then. So okay. we're going to start with best actress in a supporting role. And the nominees were Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. The winner was Ariana DeBose. What was our prediction here, Judge? So uh, your first pick was Judy Dench, followed by Anjanou Ellis, and then I just picked Judy Dench. I didn't have a second secondary, so we... Wrong. We were both wrong, very wrong, but it's cool that the woman who won won, and it was, yes. you know, that was that was history. And um, I don't think either one of us had the faith that that she would win. So, yeah, we did talk about the the possibility that West Side Story might have it might have it might go well for West Side Story, but from the perspective of it's Spielberg, right? Yeah, yeah. But clearly, Ariana DeBose won this because she deserves it not only that but every single one of these nominees deserve that for me except for uh for judy dench i agree i just thought she would win because she was judy dench honestly right. you know that's i'm not saying she did it anything great i just figured she would yeah. she's judy dench but yeah i i am happy that who won won and Absolutely. as you said, everybody else was great too. All right, JJ, you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Actor in a supporting role. Okay, so we both had McPhee. We both had Cody Smith McPhee yeah. as our first pick. I had Mr. Hines as my second pick. And you had Troy Kotzer as your second pick. Huh. My second pick. <laughs> and Jerry Kutzer won it, and I was jumping up and down my chair. I think it was yeah. the win of the night for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Jerry Kutzer's acceptance speech was stellar. Stellar. Yeah. Stellar. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a good thing. It was a really, really good thing. Yes. You know, I was almost sure that Cody McPhee was going to do do a win here, to be honest with you. But yeah. um, but I know that in my heart, I wanted Troy, Troy Kutzer to win it. So I'm a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> In international feature film, the nominees were Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and the worst person in the world. And what peak did, did we have on that one? So you had worst person in the world and I had drive my car. There you go, Judge. One, one. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So we move on now to, was it adapted or original screenplay? It was original screenplay. Original screenplay. Um, the nominees, go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
we had Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. And we we actually went samesies with this one. Our first choice was Belfast, and our second choice was Licorice Pizza. And the winner was Belfast. Belfast, yes, yes, yes. I I expected Belfast to win more than than just original screenplay, to be honest. But you know, I'm good with that. Belfast yeah. is a beautiful movie. I've said that we've we've talked about this. So I think if you haven't seen Belfast, go ahead and have a crack at it because it's it it's a great movie. So move on now, Jojo, to actor in a leading role. So we both picked Cumberbatch. We picked Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, and the nominees were Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Will Smith won uh, for King Richard. We, we talked about the possibility of, of Will Smith winning because, because Hollywood liked biopic yeah. you know, players and stuff like that. Yeah. And in and also the gravity, if you will, in a positive way, of of Richard Williams, right? This is the father of two of the best known athletes in the world. Yeah. I have not watched, I've not brought myself to watch King Richard because for for, for several reasons. The number one is that I don't know that anybody would make a movie about Rafa Nadal's father, <laughs> as you know. But yet, when we make a movie about the two greatest women to play tennis, we made a movie about their father. Not necessarily there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sit right with me. And plus, I'm not being entirely judgmental, but you don't get to walk out on a family. You know, because you divorce the mother, you think you divorce the children, go create another family and be the greatest father in the world. And as far as my knowledge goes, that's what Richard Williams did. So mm, no thanks. Yeah, honestly, the more I read about Richard Williams, uh, the less he... Now I know his daughters love him very much and yeah. to him he's everything. And that's that's lovely and wonderful. But honestly, he seems like a total asshole. Um, <laughs> you know, as you said, he, he left his other family. He had a grandson commit suicide recently from that other's family and never acknowledged that he actually never acknowledged the grandson, but he also didn't even acknowledge his death according to that family. They wanted to send him an invite to the funeral, but he wouldn't respond for them to be able to know where to send it. So I just don't, I think his life is tied up in his two quote unquote successful daughters and his family that is less successful, if you will, or not successful in the way that he values, he's, he's just turned his back on. And I, I, I don't, that doesn't get a pass from me just because you're great to some people. I don't think that gives you the right, as you said, to forget your other family. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to me right there. That's, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. And, and again, it's, I know that I, I don't know the men enough to have 
an opinion of him personally, but the men I know publicly, that's what I think of him. So there's that. Yeah, the, the actions that we've heard about do not paint him in a, in a flattering light. And to have a movie that was essentially a love story about him, I think is a slap in the face to his, his other family, his other relatives, yeah. his, his other grandchildren. Absolutely. Right then. So we're going to go on with actress in a leading role. We've got Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart, Spencer. What were their predictions here, Jojo? So your top pick was Nicole Kidman, and your second pick was Kristen Stewart. My top pick was Olivia Coleman, and my second pick was Kristen Stewart. And I think when we did the, the prediction show, I had not yet seen the eyes of Tammy Faye. Yes. Because I can tell you that my entire opinion about the whole thing changed swiftly as soon as I saw the eyes of Tammy Faye. Jessica Chastain was absolutely fantastic. Yes, I think you mentioned you, you you talked about that right after you'd watched it, and it might have been that like the show after we did the yes. Oscars, and you were like, I I, I need to change, <laughs> I need to change my prediction because she was fantastic. So, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and and you know what? I think I, I mean it has to do, of course, with the writing, but what Jessica Justin put so much dignity in in Tammy Faye, in, in, in the way she portrayed Tammy Faye, that, you know, the entire story of the real Tammy Faye to me is a blur because, one, at the time I did not live in the United States. Two, uh, by the time I kind of caught glimpse of Tammy Faye, she was just an old lady on the Larry King show that, you know, her, her glory days had passed, so I didn't know much about her. And Jessica Chastain revealed the true Tammy Faye in a way that I, I think good writing does, but it takes an absolutely fantastic actress to do that. And so for that, I am absolutely, absolutely grateful. After her acceptance speech, my husband is like, what the hell is she talking about? Tammy Faye full of love and everything. <laughs> He has a deep hatred of uh, anything to do with televangelism. So he lumped her in with, with her husband. And, you know, that's, and she was, she was a joke, essentially, by the time that, by the time that we were aware. So I was like, go read the Wikipedia article about her. And then he was like, oh, <laughs> she's not her husband. Yeah. And I think that's exactly the thing here is that she was, she was never them. And, and she was basically an outsider in a world of where she was supposed to be inside. Like, I, I don't even think the husband liked her very much. <laughs> and by the way, Andrew Garfield was phenomenal on this one, too, I have to say. And I know that you and I have all, always agreed that Andrew Garfield is a talented actor, is, is, is a magnificent actor. But Absolutely. you got beef with him. I just don't like his face. 
And I don't like his face. I don't like his face. And but he's totally talented. I'm sure he's a lovely, kind person. You know, I just yeah. I just don't like his face. I don't and like I'm allowed to not like his face. Dude, that's the best excuse ever. <laughs> Look, man, I'm sure you're cool and anything. But can you go ahead and change that face? Could you just like wear a paper bag and oh, we'll be fine? Ah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, Jojo. <laughs> oh, this is funny, funny, funny stuff, man. <laughs> All right. So we are moving on now to Best Director. Int. We've got Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. Riske Hamaguchi, Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Tell me what was our prediction here, George? Let's see. So you had Jane Campion as your first pick and Anderson as your, Mr. Anderson as your second pick. And I just had Jane Campion. And we weren't wrong. That's right. We got Jane it right. Campion wrong. Uh, Jane Campion won it and... I know Jane Campion sort of got herself in trouble a bit for saying something about like, yo, Serena and, and Venus always beat other women. I'm here beating men and whatever. Again, it was one of the cases of like somebody said something stupid. Yeah. Um, that we can choose how to respond to that. A lot of yeah. people, of course, plunged into accusation of racism and things like that and whatever. But I'm I'm happy that Dean Campion won Best Director and also won Best Adapted Screenplay because The Power of the Dog still is the beautiful movie of the year to me. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful movie of the year. And honestly, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Stewart, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cody Smith-McPhee, I know they've won several other awards, but they could have had a night last night too. I yeah, yeah, I believe so too. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she won. I know she's said some silly things. I, but I, I'm glad she won. I think she deserved to win. She directed a movie that was difficult. You know, a very difficult um, subject. Right. So, Jojo, I think we have arrived to the end of the show today. It was supposed to be reviewing the Oscar, we, the winners, and comparing them to our predictions. Mm -hmm. And while we've done that, I think we dedicated a big chunk of, of it talking about the shenanigans and the poorly taste, tasting incident that occurred during the show. And, um, but again, we hope we, we got to you. And if you listen to the prediction show and you listen today, do you like what you heard? And, well, um, we actually skipped best picture. We didn't do best picture yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Let's do best picture. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that a, a, a little like sparkly light in the show was the interactions between Lady Gaga and, and Liza Minnelli. I didn't realize Liza Minnelli is, was in such poor health. 
And um, I thought that, you know, Lady Gaga saying, I got you, and Liza Manila saying, oh, I know, was just lovely. Like, that was just, that was, that was a moment of, of what love is supposed to be. Like, it almost seems like if Liza Manila ever had a child, it would be Lady Gaga. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't even look, look alike. Yeah. Ligera, Ligera reminds me of it, of a younger uh, Liza, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. That was absolutely lovely. Best picture nominated were Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So uh, for you, your first pick was Power of the Dog, and your second pick was Dune. For me, I was Power of the Dog, and my second pick was Belfast. And we never considered. I never thought Coda would win, not because I thought it was undeserving, just because it's a streaming movie. Um, It's kind of an esoteric subject matter, so... I figured that they would go, hey, nomination is enough. I was actually in tears when they were up because I was like, this is the movie that should have won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is this is why sometimes, you know, as impatient and, and frustrating, frustrated we can get with the Oscars, you know, when they get it right, they get it right. Yeah. And we got it wrong, actually. We because did. We love Coda. We loved Coda. I think we are one of the few, you know, film and TV podcasts that had that dedicated an entire episode, episode. to Coda. Yeah, yep. we love this movie. And frustrated the bloody hell out of me when we made this episode that it took months before people actually started to listen to yeah. what we had to say about it. And I think people discovered the show. Uh, throughout the the award season but this is a movie that is almost a year old <laughs> you know yeah and yeah i could not be happier jojo and yeah i think it made history as the first uh, movie from a streaming studio that yes. to win best picture yes so that tells you a lot and troy culture deserved everything he got yeah. And we encourage everybody to actually watch this movie yes. if you haven't yet. Yeah, if you haven't yet, Coda uh, yeah. is fascinating and beautiful and lovely. Oh, I'm stealing the show. Well, You're all stealing the show, Judge. Even though I'm I'm sick as hell. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, then. So we are going to call it a day. Remember, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on Pinterest. If you happen to discover the show on YouTube, yeah, go ahead and give us a sub. We'd like that very much. And also, if you visit kickingandswimmingpodcast.com, you also will discover the places where you can listen to this podcast on your favorite app. And also, you can throw something our way, our way with Buy Me A Coffee. Buy yes. Me A Coffee is where you can contribute to this show so that we can keep the light on. I mean, yes. we've kept the light on forever without your help, but 
Seriously. Gas prices are uh, have gone up and, and everything else has gone up. So, you yeah. Know, that's yeah. everything. So, we wouldn't be mad at you if you... Yeah. Right? Yeah. We would we would be very happy and grateful and we would say thank you. Absolutely. So it's fair to say that the next week we are going to take a quick break. Uh, I will be doing some traveling and Jojo is going to also take advantage of that week and refresh. Right, Jojo? Yeah. I'll um I'll watch some things. <laughs> but we'll be or back the week after week. that, right? Um so we'll be back the week after that. Yeah. It's just and, we're taking a little spring break. Yeah, well let's call it a little spring break. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So this episode next episode will be then on Tuesday the twelfth. For now, for me and for Jojo, we are going to call it a day thanks everybody bye thank you for listening to kicking and streaming podcast if you found value in our content please subscribe and share we would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast so please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group. <laughs>